So hopefully this won't take very long. I'm just gonna take this time um, for my first podcast and just introduce myself to you guys. Um, if you have not already subscribed to any of my blogs, go to basicallytisha.org and you can find some more information about me there. But um, until you get there, let me tell you just a little bit about myself. I am the mom of five. Yep, I have three boys and two girls. The last three are some sort of a triplet, born one year apart. My oldest son is 20, and my second child, Pierre, is 16, and then there are the triplets. They are nine, eight, and seven. My husband is in the military, and we met and married pretty late in life. It's funny being a military spouse, especially in this climate and in this season. So interesting. Um, Currently, we're doing homeschool. This has been quite an experience for me, to say the least. I have never had any plans to do anything concerning anything about homeschooling, ever. And I can tell you that I love my children, and it's probably um, the type of love that you love them and you send them off to school. But obviously, there was some deeper-seated love that I had for my children just to take time and to school them at home. So it was a last-minute decision because I was determined to the 11th hour to send them back to school. But things just didn't work out the way that I had planned them. So I ended up at the very last minute trying to figure out how to homeschool my children. So I turned to the only source that I could possibly turn to, and that was YouTube. You know, YouTube has everything. It's amazing. Did you know you can find a job on YouTube? I mean, absolutely amazing. It's like the Walmart of television. Everything that you need is right there on TV. So, shoot, I got on YouTube and I just put in homeschool, how to homeschool your children. I mean, like how hard was that to search for that? And boom, there were 7,650 million (laughs) videos on how to homeschool your children. It was absolutely amazing. And in no time, I had curriculum ordered. I had set up an extra bedroom for my children, um, fit with DVD players and chairs and pillows, just everything that a child would need for school, right? Well, everything except for the teacher, which, I had to become. Um, Nobody told me that you had to actually make lesson plans or decide what your children were gonna, you know, I already made lunch for my children, but now I'm making breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and usually all at the same time, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, all at the same time. Just imagine that. And then imagine teaching three children, fourth grade, third grade and second grade and I promise to God no one has a question until everybody has a question never fails 
but we made it through the first six weeks of school. Nobody has died, nobody has failed, and I still have all of my hair and all of my nails. So I count that as a success. So every time I have a podcast, I want to leave you guys with something to learn. So one thing that I want to teach you about homeschooling is everybody's advice is not good advice you have to plan for your own family and what works for you so find your groove if it's starting school at 10 o'clock or if it's starting school at seven o'clock if it's working monday through friday or if it's working tuesday through saturday find your groove stick with it and just do it okay so hope that you learned that and you guys are seeking homeschool advice this is your advice for this week i know that next week i'm gonna have something different to tell you but that's all i got for this week so i want to talk a little bit about this presidential election um i live in the south if you know anything about the south it is majorly majorly conservative i mean to the point that most upper um middle-class people do not speak about politics whatsoever it's very hushed um but we all know secretly even though they don't speak about it they're all republican and then the other people who are lower middle class to the very poor are very vocal about this presidential presidential election or who they vote for what party they are part of and who they hate i mean they are very extremely vocal and to the point to where you can see it on their car tags um if you drive up to their house you can possibly see it on the front of their house i mean very extremely vocal but this is the bible belt so everything is broken down to what you believe in with the bible and and i'll be the first to say i'm a pastor's daughter and i have a strong beliefs in the bible just like the next person but some of this stuff is extreme and I don't think that I could even explain to you how extreme it is until you ever spent a day in the life of a southern person I mean they love you but they'll kill you with their beliefs I mean it is extreme and after they share their beliefs with you after they have dragged you through the mud with their thoughts and their opinions about their Um, candidate and thoughts and opinions about who you may or may not be voting for at the end of all of it they say things like I love you you're a great person I got another black friend that I like you to be it's the funniest thing ever but this is what happens here I have learned to be very vocal about what I believed in but I've also learned how to accept people for who they are and meet them right where they are. So what does that mean? That means that half of my friends are Republicans. And that's just it. So there we go with that. Um, I wish I had more good things to say about this presidential election, but I will say, go out and vote. Pay attention to what your candidate is actually doing pay attention to what the senate is doing pay attention to what the house of representatives is doing 
Pay attention to what your senators in your state is doing for your state. Don't ignore things that you are missing out on. Last year, we um, did something major last year. And it was not until that point that I realized that checks and balances make a difference and who you elect really determines on how far you get in life. So that's one thing that I want people to pay attention to. A lot of people are voting for Democrats or Republicans, but don't be so close-minded to those libertarians or those independents that are running and are possibly giving you everything that you need, but because they don't have the finances or because their parties are small, they don't have enough energy or enough money or economics to get you um, to vote for them to or even to know about them so always take that time and study those things I would say with this previous or this first presidential um, debate I don't even know if it was a debate because I heard that debates are like you state your opinion and the other one states their opinion and you say this and the other one says this but this was just all over the place and I don't even know if anyone made an adequate point or anyone saw anything through I just think that it was one party wanting to be heard in a major way and is that a problem it absolutely is not a problem the problem is when things are not getting done in the manner in which it needs to be done now I think that Donald Trump is possibly a bully and not one time did I see that he had any sort of respect for the other person. Now, that's a problem to me. Being a president means that you are able to, and I, and I say this, not just being a president of the United States, being a president of a company, being a president of a um, civic group, being a president of some type of a committee, these people are placed in power because they are there to govern or to get things together. Once a person is in that power and they're not able to listen to each side and use effective wisdom in order to lead, then they don't need to be in leadership any, anymore. They need to be fired. So in my opinion, if you're not able to listen to leadership or listen to other people's needs and desires and what they want, then you don't need to be in it. One thing that I did notice in the debate were the words stand back and stand by. I don't know what that is supposed to be, what that's supposed to mean, but I just happened to look it up. Of course, along with YouTube, there is the Bible of social media and that is Twitter. So I turned to Twitter and to see what the Proud Boys were because, of course, I'm living in a mommy bubble and I don't really know all the things that are going on in our society. But did you know that this group actually started in 2016? You know, just let that sink in for a little bit. These people were introduced to our world in 2016. That means they have almost had four years to unite, to come up with a common cause, and to take charge, to stand by and to stand back. 
let's talk about entertainment news. Last week, we learned that Nene Leakes has left the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, if you know anything about me, I am a reality television buff. I have watched reality television since the Kardashians were came on in 2006. My favorite um, show was back in 2006 when The Real Housewives of Orange County came on. It was like I was seeing myself on TV and it made it so much better when I actually seen women of color on TV. Like that was the most remarkable thing that I had ever seen. And the first person that I fell in love with was Nene Leakes. I mean, she is the epitome of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. You cannot even think about the Real Housewives of Atlanta if you don't think about Nene Leakes and Candy. Nene and Candy. Like, even if it wasn't anybody, well, it has to be Portia. Of course, it has, Portia has to be on there. But if it's not Nene, Candy, or Portia, just fold it up and throw it in the garbage. These people made TV. And I think that even though Nene may have been fired or whatever she was, I don't know if she was. I mean, she hasn't called me or anything and told me. I mean, I'm not friends with her. I'm just friends with her in my head. But whatever happened, I think that Nene is still good for television. And I think whatever Bravo is doing is missing the opportunity to have really good TV. Nene Leakes makes really good TV. And whether or not those fights were real, or whether or not the producers were telling them to fight, or flight, or whatever they were telling them to do, Nene made for good TV. And those two years that she wasn't on The Real Housewives of Atlanta, it was good, but it wasn't Nene good. So, I don't know what Andy Cohen is doing or what Bravo is doing, but I'm asking you guys to give Nene a show. Throw her a show. She needs something. I mean, she needs something besides her YouTube show that she has going on. She needs something. She needs something with her husband, Greg. She needs something with her son, Brent. Get her friends together. Get Marlo on the show. Bring it together. Bring the show together. I like to see Nene. The reason why I like to see Nene so much on TV is because she was probably the first black woman on TV who just talked black. I mean, you know, besides Love and Hip Hop. I mean, but I'm not a Love and Hip Hop fan, but she was, you know, talk like we talk at the kitchen table or talk like we talk on the phone with our homegirls. I like Nene. I think she deserves a show. Let's take a minute and talk about these Netflix shows that are on. Did you guys not enjoy the re the new? Well, I guess it's not new, but the fact that they brought girlfriends to Netflix. I was in college when girlfriends came on, and so if you know anything about college life, it's not like you sat down in the afternoon and watched or in the evening or whatever and watched TV. At least I don't remember. I remember going, I remember watching like 
um, soap operas after school, but I don't really remember anything after that. I remember watching soap operas and then catching the news and then studying and probably going to hang out with friends and then going to sleep and waking up in the morning and doing it all over again. So I miss all of those shows. I don't even know what channel that show came on. I probably didn't even have that channel because I paid for my own cable in college and I was so broke. I couldn't afford all the cable channels. But anyway, I am thankful for all the episodes of The Game and Girlfriends because I miss that. I wasn't in college when I was in my master's program when The Game came on, but I still missed it because I don't think I ever watched The CW or whatever channel it was the CW is that still on I don't know I never watched it so I've enjoyed the shows and I'm watching them as if I've never seen them or heard of them again like I never even watched the reruns because I never knew what was going on but to watch them in sequential order I also didn't know the game came from the reruns that was interesting Thank you.